Come on in, guys. Welcome back to Talking Llama. We've got Survivor 45, Episode 2. But first, Jared, you went to some history tonight. Two days in a row. Two days in a row. Our Minnesota Twins, those those plucky guys, they not only won a playoff game for the first time in 18 games in 13 years, whatever it was, we won a freaking series sweeping the wildcard series in the AL against the Toronto Blue Jays. And you were there for it. Both days. Yep. It, I mean, it doesn't get better other than, you know, maybe winning the ALDS or ALCS or World Series. But hey, man, we're this, Minnesotan. We got to take whatever we can get. This is our World Series. Yesterday's game was our World Series. It was like when the Timberwolves won the playing game and they just celebrated like they'd won the championship. Yeah. Yep. The uh, there's some guys in front of me. In uh, yeah, the row ahead of me today, who when we scored our first run on Korea's single, they just went nuts and were like jumping up and down. This is the value of a run to <laughs> a Minnesota sports fan is uh, at a premium. We'll see what happens next round, but for now, we'll just enjoy the ride and hopefully we'll take it. Hopefully, the Survivor episode tonight continued the good times for you, Jared. Was that the case I, for you? Yes, I I was entertained and, you know, at the very least, not disappointed. So I want to talk about one thing quick, kind of after last week's premiere. I saw some talk on Twitter, to be fair, from some people who I typically don't agree with on Survivor Thoughts, or when I do disagree, I disagree strongly. They were basically calling this the worst cast ever in the history of the show. And, I, and when I say they basically were, that was literally what one of the tweets said. And I'm like, we're one episode in. <laughs> we had a very entertaining cast or tribe in Lulu. But still, we're one fourteenth of the way through. How can you possibly make that declaration? Maybe it'll be true. Maybe that'll end up being the case. And these will be horrible people. Won't be good at the game. But one episode in and you're just making these sweeping declarations. That's the, It's the worst cast ever. I don't get it. Yeah. Even the most pessimistic of Survivor fans like me would probably give it until the merge. I don't know. Maybe a little later. Um, yeah, that. I don't know if that thought occurred to me. I would say like. The. <laughs> I would maybe substitute the word weak. Like it just after like the physically first, weak. Yeah. Just like, like physically and mentally weak. <laughs> like it was um, not that it didn't make for some entertainment. So, you know, and, and again, it's still one episode to even say it's the weakest. Uh, but yeah, I don't, I don't know if I'd go either weakest or worst. Um, 
just after last week. Yeah, a little aggressive, but I know as negative as we've gotten on the cast before, like we we at least don't go that far. No, not even me. Not even you. Not even me. But getting into this episode, the Survivor production is granting their fans some wishes. We got a previously on segment for the first time, a true previously on, not them talking about tribal and then flashing back to tribal, but the a literal previously on and full opening credits, Jared. I think I saw someone on Twitter say first time in a decade they've gotten the, f- the full opening credits. Yeah, I, um, I mean, Twins are winning playoff games and we got opening credits on Survivor. I don't even know what year it is anymore. What more can you ask for? 2002, apparently. 2002. Man, the good old days. <laughs> good old days of wheeling in the TV into the classrooms to watch the Twins lose to the Yankees. <laughs> it's standard definition. Yep, full screen. All right. Starting off with Lulu, as you always do after finishing after going to tribal. Did you so start off with Emily and Sabaya kind of getting into it? And Sabaya was like really aggressive towards Emily. And uh I, yeah. And I thought based on based on what we saw, this was a little much. Yeah, either um we definitely were missing some context or uh it doesn't take much to get on Sabaya's bad side. Or a little of both, because like, because I can ex- easily extrapolate how, if we miss something in the premiere, about what how Emily was acting, what she was saying or doing, really rubs by the wrong way. But from what we saw, it's kind of standard issue. This person is obnoxious and annoying, and don't want them here. But Sabai was like attacking her. I mean, if I, I guess attacking is maybe not too much, but it's about it's about what she was doing. Um. Or Sabaya felt Emily was attacking the others, particularly her and Caleb. You know, you're calling us out, throwing us under the bus. Like she said, you were a strong alliance. Like, it's, it's my, like that's <laughs> standard tribal council stuff. It is, especially when like you are one of like two people that could go, or like one of three people that could go. Although there's a lot of names thrown around last week. Um, my favorite part was that she's like. Yeah, I can't believe you called us out for being a strong duo. Like, as she's sitting right next to Caleb, separated from everyone else there, it's like the optics, the optics of this just don't don't look that great. Um, yeah, so I guess that's um, maybe nitpicking, but also just a funny moment. And not the not the first not the first and only or the first but not the only funny moment. There's one other great edit part that I hope you picked up on. That was just incredible. We'll get to that in a different tribe. Um, but but I mean, even though I, I think Zabai went a little overboard with it, the broader point stands. And that and that's the important thing to focus on. That Emily clearly was not meshing with the rest of the tribe. And Sabaya just basically at this point, obviously it changes eventually is just saying to heck with you. Like, I don't want to work with you. You cannot be gone soon enough. Um, and Emily has a serious uphill battle until someone makes the job a lot, <laughs> a lot easier for yeah. her on, on, on his own. Yeah. Um, but the, per- the perfect example was Sabaya does all this. She's saying, Emily just isn't aware. She, then she walks away. <laughs> Emily goes, you think she wants to be alone? 
Like it's not, I think Sabaya was talking about self-awareness more so, but just not being aware of what others are, are needing or wanting in a given moment and just impeccable. Yeah. Uh, so then Emily starts idle and advantage hunting. Um, and because it's obvious, the others sense this and start tracking her as well. Brandon looks for the idol himself. He ends up finding the Beware Vantage with Sabaya. And then we've talked about this since the Beware Vantage came, came in to be. When will someone find it and either leave it there for someone else to find or give it up? And he says to Sabaya, I don't want to take this. I don't want to risk my vote. Pretty ironic. So you take it. What do you think of that? I don't hate it. Like you're kind of in on the secret without having to pay the consequences. Like, yeah, it's not going to be your idol, but uh, I mean, a small price. Well, I will say small price to pay uh, for retaining your vote or supposedly retaining your vote temporarily retaining yeah. your vote in this yeah. case <laughs> get to that um but the best part of this jared and we were we touched on this last week of something we were very afraid of is that when the next beware advantage was found it's just going to be copy paste of the the reba tribe and it wasn't i was actually very surprised i was very pumped that i was very surprised at this yeah yeah i was kind of like i i don't know sometimes my brain takes a while to catch on but uh who was it? It was like Jay trying to decode um, the writing on uh, their oh gosh, like their camp flag. Yeah, yeah, yeah. At yep. their their camp flag, and I was like, "Wait, did she? Like, she didn't find something, right?" And then they, they just kind of like explained it like really quick. It's like, oh, that was nice. Well, you're jumping ahead though, Jared. Oh, sorry. But but yes, she was trying to solve it without the clue yeah. um, for, that Austin had. But this one is just to take a note, lay it over the map at their tribe camp, and the hole will reveal the location of the next clue. And perfect. Like, it's very simple in, in concept. It'll make for fun adventures or mini adventures in, in this episode, future episodes, I'm sure. And it gives us something different to watch from tribe one to two to three now i'm actually looking forward to the 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 Belo, the blue tribe finding theirs because it's something that we unexpected we don't know what's gonna what it's gonna be whereas before you get to the third one and you're thinking oh i've already seen this twice i don't need to see it a third time but now we get a third new piece of the game for the idols so i'm 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 excited about that still wish they just let them find idols just let them find it or even the one that they end up finding here with the wax I don't even mind just that part, but let them find the idol and then say, oh, but you have to melt it away and then it's yours. Mm -hmm. But progress, Jared. Progress, progress, progress is where we're at right now, which is good. Um, then we see Caleb start reaching out to Emily. Um, as as is smart, especially early on, you know, in you, if you can bring someone in who's fully alienated, it's usually going to help your game. That if they start trying to blow crap up, you know, they might spare you or you get if you save them, you know, you could you could have a very strong ally and then they get voted out anyway. It's 
no skin off your back. So I really liked how he handled that and just approached her. I think it was genuine from a human standpoint, but also being a, a good gameplay move. Your winner pick. I know. Maybe it'll come off a little too strong for episode two, I think. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, better to appear overly competent than uh, incompetent. That's fair. I'll take that. I'll take that all day. But it, it gave me it gave me um big vibes of the of Terry and Abby Maria second chance. Yeah, yeah. When I, I mean was... she, I mean Abby kind of asked for it by just being Abby. Great TV, but <laughs> had to be a nightmare to be around on the island. But then Terry just went and talked to her for like two hours on the beach, got an alley out of it, and then he had to go home tragically. But he was playing yeah. well. Yeah, uh, I was trying to think of specific examples where that's happened before, where someone has like reached out uh, to a person who's on the the outs of the tribe. Um, but yeah, that's a that's probably a better example than anything I could think of. Yeah, you do have to be a little careful because if someone is really on the outs and then your alliance members see you talking to them, then it can be kind of suspect. Yeah, but I don't think it it had quite gotten to that point or. They had enough trust in Caleb to just kind of let him be that he's just going to calm her down. Maybe. Yeah, no, I, I agree. It, it has to be the right situation. Uh, and, and plus like, yeah, it's just, if you're really going out of your way to do this, the more obvious it's going to be. And it's just not a great look for the people you're aligned with. Yeah. But he seemed to do it in a really natural way, which, which was good to see. And then we get to Reba and this is where Jay Maya is looking at the the tribe flag can't and and i think it's it's smart for any survivor player if there's something on a prominent feature a flag or the buff or something like that that's just so out of place yeah then it makes sense to give it to give it a <clears throat> excuse me to give it a look but i liked that it would have been nearly impossible to solve without the clue yeah, that is I had that exact thought where I was like, you could look at this forever and like think that you're going to find something and it's just not what you think it is. And you need like you you actually need a physical thing to be able to like do it. Yeah, I mean, you, you could go off of like a cipher. You know, each one is an is a is a letter or each thing is a number that means a letter or something absurd that in survivor sense could be logical in terms of how you're thinking, but you have to have the thing that Austin has to figure it out. If Jay Maya could solve that truthfully solved it without that, it might've been the smartest thing I've ever seen on the show. Yeah. Yep. Uh, But luckily for all, I mean, that's bad for Austin that she's got her eyes on it, but it's good for Austin that he has, has the key so he he finds some time alone at, at camp to to take a look and it just tells him to dig at fallen palm tree x um again something different which is which is terrific um S- sifu interesting guy this sifu mm-hmm. talking about punching trees and you can punch and not feel and then asking you know would we be friends outside of the game if we didn't if, or if it wasn't for the game i don't think so it's like it's a topic that gets brought up probably every season, whether by the players or or fans. I feel like you don't want to be the one to bring it up because there, yeah. there's no benefit. No. Best case, 
everyone just says, oh, yeah, we would be, or no, I don't think so, and then it's done, and they're, and whatever. Worst case, you create a really awkward situation where people are like, no, I definitely would not hang out with you if I wasn't forced to live with you alone on an island for 26 days. Yeah. Like, even if it's true, like, there have been a lot of great friendships that are forward because of Survivor that if A and B are walking across the street to each other, they're not going to give each other a second thought. But they're they're true friends now. But wh- why why bring that up? Yeah, not um, not the most savvy player that we've seen so far. It's like it's not even that I don't like him. He's he's just a little too much for me. The only yeah, the only things they've shown are him kind of being a goofball, but not in like the lovable scamp type of way. Yeah, more it's- of a. Uh, would you say more of a big Wendy? Not quite that. Same same kind of point in the spectrum where it's like, see, Wendy to me, I think was actively annoying. And for me, from what we saw, would just be grating to live in an island with. <laughs> Sifu is more annoying, but I'd be like, ah, this this guy. And the more I'd be there with him, the more I'd hate it, but I don't think r- right away I w- it would be enough to be like, ah, this guy's got to go. Yeah. 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 Then I don't have many thoughts on him. I'm, I'm just uh, cautiously awaiting what's to come. Well, I think it's it could be proven itself out because he seems to be the odd one out. There's a bunch of different twosomes happening. There's Julie and D and D and Drew and Drew and Austin and Austin and D. Seven's kind of got these different connections. And Sifu was left out of all of that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, with Lulu, maybe they'll never go to tribal. So there's that. But yeah, that would be um he'd probably be the odds on favorite to be first out. Based on this, based on this. The the one the one thing I was thinking of though is that if all these different twosomes depending on where the strength of those relationships are from group to group. And if someone maybe gets jealous or, Oh, I thought I was your number one. And now it's really this person. He might have a chance to kind of make some inroads, but it, it could be a definite uphill battle. If, if those groupings are, are as strong as they seem to be. Yeah. It's, this is one of the interesting things about survivor. And it's like, if you are, super out and you're going to be proud of me because this thought occurred to me on one of the last episodes of Australian Survivor I was watching if you are really really out you are either in a horrible position and will be voted out soon or you are like deciding the fate of the entire tribe because (laughs) anyone will take you uh, or you will work with anyone Yep. No, that's a, that's a good point. And yeah, and we we see that later on tonight. The person who is decidedly on the out socially makes it through. Yeah. So at, at some point the social the social game will probably win or lose you the game of survivor, but it it may not knock you out this at this early stage in the game. So we'll, well. see. But Trending trending poorly for him after after two weeks, I'd say. From a 
result standpoint. From a TV standpoint, he's been fine. But from a, am I going to win this game standpoint, things are not looking great for him right now. I agree. Then, then we get to Balo, and Jake loves Bruce, and Katura hates Bruce. Mm-hmm. That's about how it goes. So this this was the other part that I was that I was mentioning about the other really great edit. So Katura, she she's just annoyed by by basically everything Bruce does, and doesn't want to be the dad, but still gives instructions. Wants to be the uncle, but acting like the dad, that kind of thing. And then talking talking about his first time on Survivor, and how all these people started reaching out, and he's just like, and as Katura says, he's just name dropping all these Survivor contestants. <laughs> and then right after that, <laughs> they cut to him, quote unquote, name dropping. <laughs> it's pain. <laughs> yep. My first, my first thought was, who's Kane? And then, <laughs> then I, then it came to me. But I'm, I'm not sure what would be funnier if she thinks that's truly a name drop and that's the most that he did, or if he actually was, you know, saying Boston Rob, Tyson, Suri, Andrea, whoever else. And then they still chose to to clip in the Kane reference. Anyway, I kind of hope that Katura thinking Kane is a big name drop is is, is what happened because that's way funny. Because then, then you get annoyed about nothing. Well, yeah, I I would tend to lean that way too. There's no way that this guy is like hanging out with Boston Rob. Well, I mean, <laughs> I mean, they could have reached out and said, "Hey, man, tough luck." Yeah. But any, I mean, any chance they get to add Boston Rob's name to the show, they're going to do it. I feel like if we didn't fair. Yeah. So uh, I, I can see where Couture is coming from in that he, when Bruce was talking about Kane, he did so like in a name dropping way where he's like, oh yeah, Kane, I, I talked to him. He's a super cool guy. That that's a good point, actually. Yeah, the the way he said it. Oh, I don't. I'm curious what Bruce's game is here because they are editing him in a way that makes him seem so obnoxious. <laughs> yeah, yeah. For about probably about 15 seconds, when we were getting like the first glimpse of his personality, I was like, "Oh, this guy's gonna be fun." And after like 15 more seconds, I was like, <laughs> I don't need to see any more of this. It's it's a little much if that's who he is all the time. Well, yeah, I mean, he he did say he was trying to play up crazy Uncle Bruce or whatever. Uh, I just don't see how all of this is strategy. No, no, it's too earnest to just be completely an act. Yeah, way too natural. Yes, yes. He's not. The, no one on Survivor, unless you're a professional actor, is this good of an actor, right? I just don't buy it. Yeah. So I'm, I'm very curious to see where this edit goes and where his story goes, um, because he also doesn't seem to be that good of a player. Oh, he knows everything. He knows everything about the first twelve hours of Survivor. He's an expert. Yeah, well, he's got plenty of advice to share too. <laughs> Um, because then they then the first journey of the season, Jared. This was a down a down moment for me. It was, yeah. So it's Brandon, Bruce, and Drew. They meet at the beach, get to know each other, then go off on your own. Cool. No innovation yep. here. Terrific. Nope. 
then at their own path has nothing to do with whether or not they got to know each other at all. Yeah. It's nothing about your decision will be affected by their decision. It's just your decision only. At least that part made you think about it in a different way. It wasn't just here's how my game is affected or here's how I do it. You have to consider how the other two players will think about it. How did I come off to them? How did how did they think they came off to me? How does this person think? That at least added some intrigue to it or the potential for some. But this it was yeah. was just, hey, let's throw people together and see what happens. I think that's still being nice about it. Like the it happened. They all got together. Oh yeah, you. I'm really uh, looking forward to working with you guys. And then, like, they cut away for five seconds. They're like, I don't know about these guys. And then that's it. That's always the interaction. You always play it off like it goes well, and then you're skeptical. So even that doesn't teach us anything. Uh, the other thing when you were saying that, I was just like kind of daydreaming about Shipwheel Island. Um, and thinking about how poorly that's going to age if you go back and watch the season again. Like, it's just a thoroughly uninteresting thing. I have no desire right now to rewatch any of the 40s, but I feel no. like those parts would be brutal to rewatch. Yeah. Yep. Um, so, anyway, I guess. The one decent thing, um, I'm, I like Drew a lot this episode, and I at least... I like that he at least gave some decent insight into his his brief time with with uh, Brandon and and Bruce. That Brandon at least said the right things. I'm like, yeah, you know, here's here's what's happening. Good, good to work with you. You see what happens. And then Bruce was much more reserved. And Drew was just saying, like, why do that? At least fake it. And so yeah, he at least had yeah. something, but. We also mentioned last week that are we sure Bruce is a good player because no one's going to do anything. Now, this small little moment isn't the make or break point of is a player good or not, but it's another point against him, I'd say. Yeah, I think that was not what I was expecting Drew to say. Like, I guess I never thought about it, but for someone to come away with that and be like, yeah, the right move would have been to at least try and connect a little bit. And um, that seems like a, a bigger picture understanding of the game than, yeah. Yeah, yeah, because it's it's day three or four at that point. No one has these firm rivalries or, or cemented friendships of, oh, I know I can't work with this guy. Survivors a lot about just saying the thing that people want to hear. You don't have to mean it even 1% of what you're saying. But just just say it like, oh, yeah, you know, give them something about the camp life. Don't act like you're keeping some big secret and just say, oh, yeah, you know, you know, when we merge, let's let's meet up and see what happens. Just say give them something. Well, yeah, the only two options, too, if you're Bruce and you do this and don't really say anything meaningful is that either one, you're only playing the game for yourself and keeping all the information to yourself or two, you're so bonded to your tribe that you're going to protect all of them and not indulge any or not divulge any information to any of us here. So neither one of those are great. Yes. It says, okay, he either is malleable and might work with us, or he cannot work with us. Yep. 
Because if they go into the merge with two pe- with two people from his tribe, oh well, Bruce doesn't want to work with us. So, or if it's like tight numbers, so we'll see. So they come to their decision point, and I was shocked they can risk their vote for an advantage. Never saw it coming. I don't know if I've ever even seen that before. I know. Hmm. Truly innovative stuff, Jared. Uh, they have a challenge to compete or complete if they want to. Um, they can just do nothing. It's no advantage, but they save their vote. Or they can do the challenge. They have a bag of, of tiles. A bunch of them have matching designs. They all have numbers on the back. Um, three t- If you match them all correctly, three tiles will be left out. Using those numbers on the back, solve a combination lock to unlock the combination, I suppose. That was poor. Uh, Bruce does not play, saving his vote. Drew and Brandon both play. Drew wins. And Brandon, who 20 minutes ago episode time, chose not to take the beware advantage for fear of risking his vote, does this challenge, not in fear of risking his vote, and then loses his vote. You know what's actually kind of funny about that? It's very revealing insight into how stupid all of these contestants think the beware advantage is. <laughs> like, yeah, no, I'm not even touching that. But like you give them like an individual task to complete, then they're like, okay, sure. I, <laughs> I had not thought of it in that way, but that's that's absolutely perfect. That's That's an incredible incredible line of thinking that's that's amazing so wrong choice though but at least he tried the guy who was apparently the self-proclaimed puzzle master for his tribe mm-hmm. failed at the first puzzle first community challenge failed the solo puzzle and it won't be the last puzzle tonight that he struggles with jared uh puzzle master and social bomb i do think a social game was pretty good he was good he was yeah. good socially but but to proclaim yourself the bomb socially and get voted out episode two. Um, yeah. Well, a little the, ironic. There's a joke in there about bombing and the challenges that <laughs> over didn't that. Yeah. Overpowered it, but I don't want, I'm not going to make one because I don't have one, but there's one in there. If you're clever enough on the fly. Um, so Drew's advantage is the safety without power. Something we've seen several times before can leave tribal council before voting. Doesn't get the vote, but he can't be voted against. The last time it can be played is in the final 10. And when Drew goes back to his tribe, he tells them the full truth. Even shows them, reads them the advantage. And I thought he played off okay. Because he came out very earnest, saying he wants to use it as a tribe advantage. You know, when we get to merge, if someone is in trouble, we can give this to them and they can, they can leave. Which I see it, but... I'd have to imagine having that person's vote would be more valuable. Yeah, that's, I think he did most of it right, but it's just such an obvious, like maybe too obvious play to be like, yeah, I want to use this for the tribe. It's like, I mean, hey, no, you got, like you had got, got him Austin, got Austin on board. Uh, you know, good for him then. I mean, if you can, if he said that's his ride or die, he said that in a confessional. So I have to, believe that he's true telling the truth at least in that at this point in the game and if he gets a super tight you know second second you know second in command number number one guy it might be worth it but 
now everyone, and I guess it's not, it's not an overpowering advantage where someone would vote you out in fear of you using this, but it still is something you have that they don't have. So it could be when you're looking for a reason to vote someone out, you don't need much. Yeah, true. Um, random question for you. Uh, if you were to volunteer yourself or be selected to go on one of these trips where no one on your tribe knows what's happening and you're given a decision to participate or not participate, how much would... I don't even know how to word this. How much would having to go back and lie about about the fact that you didn't participate? Uh, I I don't even know what I'm. I how know what would, I'm trying to say. How much would yeah. what you? How much would what you have to tell your tribe later affect your decision? Yeah, yeah. I think so. One reason I don't think I'd be very good at the, at playing the game is I'm very risk averse. In, yeah. in, in my regular life so first i would try to avoid going on the trip but if we if we had to do like oh we'll, we'll draw sticks and i and i went i unless i was in a very poor spot i don't think i would play i don't think i would risk my vote i think i'll just keep it and then yeah. i would just tell part of that would be i can just tell them that i did nothing but and I kept, that's I kept my exactly vote. that's exactly what i'm getting at though is that like sure i don't want to do this because i want to keep my vote but if i go back and tell my tribe that i chose not to participate to keep my vote then they're gonna think i'm just bsing them like they're gonna be like, well something happened so that's i that, i think you, yeah. at, to some to some degree you, you have to trust that the people you trust will will believe you. And then I think you have to word it in a in a or phrase it in a way that I didn't want to risk it because my vote with with for our group is too valuable. Yeah, you you could. I mean, there's ways to to present it as transparently as possible. But I think I would actually be more likely to attempt to gain the advantage knowing that people might not even believe me anyway if I told them I did not participate. Yeah, that's that's the thing. Is that you have to weigh that too cuz as you saw with Emily, you some people will just assume you have something no matter what if you're gone at some different location from everyone else or you're pulled away at by the by the game not like you're going off somewhere to look but you're the game is calling you away they're gonna assume you come back with something but that's also part of the drawback to these journeys is that people have done every single thing they've risked it gotten it lied risked it lost it lied not played it lied told the truth whatever that People know that everything's a possibility, which on one hand makes it easier to believe. It's like, oh, we've seen plenty of people not play for this exact reason. And you are and you only have one reason. That's also dumb about the thing. You have one reason to not play, to save your vote. There's, nothing, there's no other reason why you wouldn't play it. But it also yeah. makes it harder because each option is 
more or less equally believable as far as what you do and what the result is. But I wish they would change the game up somehow. Yeah. Or just take it away. That that would, might be better. That would be the just best get way rid to of, change just get rid of the wor- one of the worst parts of the of the show. <laughs> yeah, that's an idea. That usually helps things. Yep. Uh, so that's Reba back at Lulu. Um, Brandon tells his tribe mates the truth as well that he lost his vote, and Sean is special. Just saying, like Brandon said, he was a puzzle master. He messed up in the first challenge. Messed up here. Where are his strengths? Mm-hmm. Which fair question? Yeah. Very, very fair question. Astute, astute observation. Very astute. Um. Yeah, I mean it's it's valid. It's if he's the weak link in all of the challenges, including the one thing, the most important thing, that he says he was good at. Yep. What what good is he for the tribe? And we find the answer out. In a little bit. <laughs> uh, over at Belo, um, talking more about alliances, the girls are, at least for for um, Kendra and Katura, are intent on running with the girls' alliance, but they do need one more to solidify that. They pull in Brando, and and he he's fine with it. Got numbers, but he also likes Bruce. Let's spend time with Bruce. Um, he's drawn to him. How did you feel about about Brando calling Bruce his coach? Well, there's only one coach, first off. Correct. Um, did he mean it as in like an actual coach or like I the think coach? he meant like the coach because then then then, then I hate Bruce it. did the little like bow that coach something that coach would do. No, then I'm out. I'm super out. I didn't pick up on that, but I'm out. Yeah, it has not done anything close to being deserving of that of that title. Um. But therein, uh, Kelly also finds herself in the middle. She connected right away with Kendra Katura. It's an easy path if she goes with the two girls plus Brando. But she also likes the guys. So she might have a, a 4-2. If she and Brando can get on the same page, you know, they've got a 4-2 advantage either way. So they're they're kind of kind of sitting sitting well right now. They can kind of but if they work it right, kind of dictate at least where the first vote will go. Yep. Still not getting a whole lot of a whole a whole lot out of this tribe aside from Bruce being a lot and Katura not liking Bruce a lot. Yeah. I thought after the first episode we were gonna get a lot more Kendra. Yes. But nothing against her as a person. But as a survivor as as a survivor contestant, I'm not unhappy about that. <laughs> Yeah. Once um, she started going off on on horoscopes and all that, I was like, nope, I'm out. Maybe maybe that's just a, a character she's playing. It's not. It's, it's not. not. It seems super real. <laughs> it's probably because it is. Yes. But we got three strong twosomes in this tribe. So if they if they struggle or have to go to tribal, could prove interesting. But I don't know that they're gonna have to worry about that before any sort of merge or, or swap happens, if a merge or swap happens. I'm sorry, if a tribe switch, not not the merge. Yeah. Uh, get to the challenge. Basically, one we've seen before. I don't like how you see the first stage of the challenge. You go, oh, I know this one. 
But hey, it's a new puzzle. It's a new puzzle. Carson. Carson Carson ruined it. He broke it. He broke it. Probably for the better, to be honest. Thank you, Carson. If it took Carson dominating puzzles because he could 3D print them and practice them for hours on end to get them to make some new puzzles, more power to him. Also, some some changes to the sit-out rules, which I'm actually a huge, huge fan of. So it used to be you cannot sit out two challenges challenges in a row, but it would reset after each travel council. So when there were no split reward immunity challenges, the same player could just sit out immunity challenge after immunity challenge after immunity challenge, like Claire did last season. The Sandra sit out bench. Sandra sit out bench. Or you sit you you place them in the reward, sit them out at the immunity, and then cycles through, they can they're then they're they're good. They sit out every immunity challenge. Um but now you cannot sit out two challenges in a row, period. So if it's a combined immunity and reward and you sit out, you have to participate in the next one. And I, I like it because it adds it adds more strategy to who you sit out and when. And for the vote too. Say so Lulu ends up losing because of course they do. And Brandon messes up the puzzle or doesn't succeed on the puzzle. Be a little more positive. Doesn't because succeed. Of on the course puzzle. he does. Yes, correct. And so if they had say they had sat Brandon out because oh, okay, he, sitting him out, you know, if it gives us the best chance at winning, then they lose anyway. Then knowing he has to compete in the next challenge, you might just vote him out anyway. Yeah. Even sure. if you go, even if you were going to keep him. But if you know that he hasn't performed in anything, he has to compete barring injury. It it does. I, I like how it makes makes players think that think a little more about who you sit out and when. Yeah. And it gives a little extra thought to who you vote out to. Or in this case, they could just injure him. <laughs> now we've seen Plizak Tyson play up an injury. <laughs> but I don't know if you've seen anyone intentionally injure themselves or no, or other players. Not not intentionally injure someone on their own tribe, so they wouldn't compete. <laughs> but hey, you got to be innovative. But I, I I'm glad they made a change. What, yeah. what do you think about that? Yeah, it's um I didn't even get that far, uh, like with what you were thinking about how it affects even who you could vote out, um, knowing who has to compete in your next challenge. So, uh, yeah, it, it seems like there's a lot more pros and cons. Mm-hmm. And with Lulu losing again, it comes down to Brandon versus Emily because obviously, mm-hmm. and Emily even says off the top to everyone, it's me or Brandon. Like she just, just knows it. Um, I kind of like that. I, I like how blunt she is. Yeah. Because uh, super, super likable, super relatable. And, and in this fan. case, in this case, like, like who cares? Everyone knows it's between the least liked and the least capable. You know, yeah. why, why keep it a secret? And further, Brandon does not have a vote. So he can't even influence it. He can't even play a shot in the dark. Um, and then Emily gives her shot in the dark to Sabaya as a show mm-hmm. of trust. Mm-hmm. Also, kind of like with the beware advantage, it's also like the contestant saying, "This thing is 
so stupid. It means nothing, but I can barely use it to my advantage here. Rather than yeah. giving rather than giving herself a shot at guaranteed safety. I mean, granted, a 16.7% chance. She must have figured well, my odds are better, even if it's 20%. My odds are better of going for it and hoping the vote goes in my favor than doing this and having having no vote to affect anything. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, she thought it through. She's uh, She certainly is not lacking in the foresight department. Yes. This, this was definitely the investment analyst coming out in her. Yeah. Um, and side note, love Sabaya trying to like influence the vote despite not having a vote. You should. I I just don't. It's like such a strange play, like where you don't have a vote. Like basically, there's two people deciding who is gonna go. If it was me, I would just want to like get a feel for who it, who was going, and then get on whatever side is voting that person out. That's fair. I. I, I like what she was doing though, that she was trying to retain agency just in whatever in whatever way she could. But you do need to be careful. And I think it was different here because she was so aligned with with Sean and Caleb that she probably didn't feel much worry that that it would they were deciding together who it was gonna be pretty much. Well, Especially, I didn't think that her and Caleb were a powerful too. <laughs> Another point in that in that in that in that column for her, much to her chagrin. Yeah, but especially yeah. once once Emily gave her the shot in the dark, then then there's there's no risk. Like you're either deciding to vote out Brandon three zero or Emily two one. Yeah, fair. But she did find the idol, and I actually, I I. I don't want to give Survivor too much credit, but I, I laughed. I loved this. <laughs> I, laughed I loved so this. Hard. She finds the idol, but it's encased in wax. <laughs> and she has to melt it away. So she can't just chip at it or throwing it to rock. She has to melt it away. And what don't they have, Jared, that makes fire? Flint. Yep. Incredible. I would have loved this even if it was a tribe that had fire but <sighs> it's just made so much better that it's this tribe with no flint no fire it's perfect now i would have tried i would have depending how thick that wax is probably pretty thick throw that things in the in the sand in the dead heat of the sun see what happens yeah does anyone have glasses brandon does sure try that he was trying to start fire with it I, I mean, it's worth a shot. Like, it just says melt. It doesn't say you have to melt it with fire. Yeah. I maybe mean, maybe she maybe she did and, and it just did nothing and it just didn't show anything. Would the ocean be hot enough? To, nah, not maybe not melt it. Uh, but yeah, but the, it, the salt water could like eat away. Maybe they, the salt water could eat away at it, maybe. Yeah, I wonder. I, have, I don't uh, know if that would qualify as melting. At the risk of sounding stupid um 
Well, I don't I don't want to risk sounding stupid, so I'm not gonna hypothesize anything. Fair enough. I'm sure there's a lot of science of our millions of listeners, a lot of <laughs> science uh, experts out there that would correct me. But no, so- social media is nice, Jared. They they'd be very kind about it. <laughs> yeah, I you know, maybe maybe they tried a couple things, but in that case I really wish that the edit would have been to show us everything they tried that failed. I'd imagine the only thing they would have tried because it was specifically the word melt. First, even when it's that clear or you think it's that clear, you hopefully she asked the producer, can I crack this? Just because if it's a rule of the game, I think they have to, if you're asking for clarification on a rule, I think they have to tell you to a degree and and like and maybe if she had cracked it i bet they would have just given her a different one in more wax rather than just take her idol away maybe just like try it what if <laughs> what if you pee on it i don't hate it i don't hate it it's try resourceful everything. It's, I mean, you got to at least try it. <laughs> I hope the idol is just like this tiny little thing. <laughs> yeah. So it's just like four inches of, of just pure wax. Yeah. That'd be great. That would be incredible. That'd be fantastic. Um, hope we get some more info on, on that. Or when we, I mean, when we see the idol eventually, we'll tell a little bit, but I, I hope someone says, it. oh yeah, you know, it was, the, it's this thick or whatever. Just don't know how hard it would be. Um, we get to travel council and whether or not Emily's gamble with the shot in the dark. Hey, was the reason or not? She's she's safe. Brandon's voted out 3-0. And not much of a surprise. Um, now, Sabaya did did question earlier in the episode. If we vote Brandon out, do we do we even win? Which is a fair question. Like I think it's a, a good thing to kind of discuss the fallout of any of any result. But I think he, he was just so bad that you have to do it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the I love the argument. Who was it? I think it was Sean who was like, Brandon can't do challenges. Like it, it was down to like, do we keep someone that we trust a little more? who we know will hurt us every time we try and win something. And the answer was no. I mean, that actually probably for, for at least a time probably was a tough question to answer for those three. Cause they, they clearly liked working and being around, working with and being around Brandon more than, than with Emily and not even, I don't think it, think it was, close whatsoever but she was at least competent in challenges yeah and he was just not incompetent like not not saying that as like an insult to him he just well he said it, it too it was on, yeah it was on tv he just he couldn't do it yeah and he, he, he couldn't do any part of it. like sean said he's the weakest part of every part of the challenges 
<laughs> that might have been what I was thinking. Yeah. <laughs> Just like so, so harsh, but also fair. Yeah. I, I think, and it's, it probably stinks. It's like, I like this guy a lot, but my game continues to be in way more danger because of risk of going to travel council. If he stays in this game, you, you got to vote him out. And I'm just going to pile on a little bit. I think even with Brandon out, uh, they are like the severe underdogs in every challenge that they do. Yeah. So, yeah, we'll see. I mean, I think Caleb and Sabaya are are still pretty good at most challenges. They're pretty but, good, but like that's the best they have. Yeah. They've got to find something that is just like completely in their wheelhouse or uh-huh. something that's a little more luck based. Yeah. You know, or something like that, like that balance beam in the middle of challenge, things like that can really throw people off. And we've seen balance beam specifically. Like, again, zero shade against Suri, one of our favorites of all time. Her on balance beam literally lost in the challenge. Mm-hmm. She literally couldn't do it. Mm-hmm. Yep, yep. It'll, yeah. So it'll require a minor miracle. If something like that happens, but, um, yes. But episode two in the books. I don't know, Jared. We don't like to be too positive lately on the, on this on this show, but I'm feeling pretty good. Yeah, it's still it's still very like post season forty, but. Like, they're making it work. And I do think the the longer episodes are paying dividends. Because we, we got so much time at Camp Life that if this had been a regular hour episode, we would have gotten 80% Lulu. Yeah. Probably. And how much of that even gets cut out? Yeah. And and so we actually got got time with with both other tribes. We got to see how those bonds are forming on episode two, which we often don't get when there's a complete mess of a tribe that's losing everything. You just, just by nature of what you have to show with the votes and everything, that you don't see how the other tribes are are forming and, and acting and getting along or not getting along. And then when you when time the time comes for that tribe to go to tribal and you see this group versus that group, you don't always have a good feel of why they are that way, but now we will. Yeah. It's definitely more than we've gotten in the last four seasons. Yeah. So hopefully that'll continue and hopefully some more players have to pop strategically. I think there's some decent personalities with potential for for better but a lot of the strategy seems so far to be lacking but it's also been pretty clear what's gonna happen like we had we had to quit the first episode and then a very obvious vote here so there hasn't been a ton of need for in-depth strategy yet so hopefully that'll come soon and see how some people are are working the game and, and working their votes but they're kind of laying this laying the groundwork for that, planting some seeds with the different groups and the other tr- two tribes 
how there's, you know, talk about those, those different kind of two sums that are forming be some, some finagling there. So I think, I think there's hope. Yeah. There's even on the tribes that we haven't seen a ton because they've been not losing challenges. There's actual like people that, that I'm interested to see more of. I'm probably like, like drew, you know, I'm uh, my, I'm liking, inter- I'm liking drew. Yeah. My interest has been peaked. Uh, like with the little bit we've seen of Drew, like he seems like uh, a really um, like forward thinker. Like, uh, yeah, he's he's definitely strategizing. Um, and let's see. Uh, I mean, even like like Brando, we didn't get a lot, but he's at least set himself up. Um, and who was the other one that he was working with? Kelly. Kelly. Yeah. Like she, she kind of gave us a glimpse into her thinking where she's like, yeah, I can hang out with the guys or like, I can hang out with the girls. I'm kind of setting myself up in the middle here. And, um, yeah, I think there's, there's potential for some good stuff. Yeah. And, and, and Jay Maya, if her mind is working like that, where she sees something, catches it and realizes there's probably something more to it like that can bode well for what she might be able to put together down the road too. If she, if she got that kind of mind. Yeah. Yep. So hopefully a couple people in every tribe to at least keep us interested. Yeah. And the, if nothing else, the Bruce Katura rivalry, the one, the one sided rivalry right now. Yeah. Give us more of that. I, I know he like, doesn't even know like who, who hated Roxroy. I feel oh. like that was a thing too. Was it Tori? <laughs> yeah, that was a really good one. That was that's that's when I was trying to think of. I was like, there there was definitely one like this in a recent season, like a post forty season, and I was blanking. But that was we got to get her back immediately. Tori, Tori flashed some great potential. Yep. Um, but we can talk about returning players later. But if, yeah, right now it's just Bruce. Just Bruce. Just Bruce. Okay, Jared. Any last thoughts on the second episode here? No. Uh, looking somewhat forward to next week. That's a big step up. Step up for you. Yeah. I'm a new man. <laughs> a new man showing mild forms of kind of positivity <laughs> yeah well for more glowing reviews of of survivor just like that you can catch us every every week on talking llama so just make sure you're subscribed apple spotify anywhere you listen and follow us on twitter at lump talk pod instagram at talking llama pod we're jared sundin this is matt hambage and we'll see you next time for another speed.